A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday we bring you a bonus episode of our business podcast, How to Be a CEO. This is a cut-down version, so hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing or search your podcast provider for How to Be a CEO. There are new episodes every Monday morning. What would you pay to see the Wimbledon final? And if you weren't successful in the ballot, how would you even get a ticket? For some, the secondary ticket market has the answer to both of those questions. And in the case of the first one, when I wrote this on the day those tickets went on sale, there was one being offered for the men's final by a trader on Viagogo for £19,000. It was right next to the Royal Box. The face value was £5,000, but the true value of a live event these days is apparently whatever it's worth to you. And that value is pretty subjective. It's really, really hard to place a very specific value on these experiences. And what's really important to me may not be very important to you. My favorite sports team might not be your favorite sports team. You know, there's a lot of other considerations. And so the, the price is what someone's willing to pay for it. Chris Miller is Viagogo's global MD. He doesn't give many interviews, but his industry and his company has taken a reputational battering in the last few years. Governments, including the UK's, have pressed hard with regulation, and some want them to go even further. And then there was the pandemic that closed the world down and cost his company £300 million. If you're here hoping to learn lessons about coping with crisis management... 
Yeah, they're all here. All of a sudden, you know, Ticketmaster decides to roll out a service, and they rolled it out with a with a hockey club. That must have been a fun day. It was frightening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it was frightening. I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. This is a big conversation where we're going to talk about those controversial issues, but also about how a business like Viagogo actually works. And to do that, we may as well start right at the beginning. There was two gentlemen back in 1999, Jeff Floor, Eric Baker, were finishing up their entrepreneurship program at Stanford University. And one of the responsibilities that they had was to start a, a business plan. You know, they had to come up with a, a business model. Eric, who is our founder, was visiting New York City. He was going to take a date. He wanted to impress the date. <laughs> uh, and he wanted to get uh, tickets to Lion King. Uh, Lion King was the hottest show on, on Broadway at the time. And he didn't know how to get a ticket. One of his friends basically said, well, why don't you try so-and-so ticket broker? They have a shop, you know, down in, down yeah. in Times Square. So he said, okay, gives him a call. Person on the line was very rude, you know, gave him one, one option, <laughs> one location. Yeah, I think you we've, know. in London, we've all been to those. Yeah, very, very, <laughs> not, not, not one of the more pleasant experiences. Um, hung up the phone, didn't really like that concept. And then um, checked online. You know, this was early days, the internet, you got, eBay was an option. You had Craigslist, which is kind of like Gumtree here, classified ads, but didn't feel secure with that at all. So he needed a sure thing. He wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to be embarrassed you know, by not getting the tickets for his, his date and thought, well, I could go to the venue before the show, but that's pretty risky. You know, I don't know what that's going to be like. Not a great experience either. Went back to the ticket broker and ultimately relented and, and purchased the tickets and sort of thought to himself, geez, there's got to be a better way here. I don't really have a good ability to resell my tickets either. So that was really the you know primer for what became StubHub in the United States. So right. solving a, a need, which is that the ticket resale market has existed since the days of gladiators. You know, this has been, this has gone on, you know, <laughs> yeah, in time immemorial. Totally yeah, probably <laughs> has. So what they quickly realized when they were doing the investigation is that the ticket market was highly, highly fragmented, you know, lots of maybe individual ticket broker companies. There's a lot of people that will sell things outside the venues, you know, maybe you have your network, but it wasn't really done in a way that was um, safe and secure for the fans. So it's about a managed marketplace more than anything else. And it's about ensuring that if and when a fan wants to use the resale market, like on Viagogo, that there is a trusted, reputable, you know, and in the case of the United Kingdom, regulated source to be able to do that. Who's saying? these prices how do tickets get to the value that they do or you know in some cases that they're sold at face value who's deciding that yeah it's one would think it's the seller but it's actually the buyer the demand is what ultimately creates the pricing so um as most you know simple economists will understand that there's going to be an imbalance and depending on how much supply there is in the market and how much the, the demander is when you find a willing buyer and a willing seller, they meet, and that value is pretty subjective. It's really, really hard to place a very specific value on these experiences. And I think what most people tend to use us for on, on is that their desire of, of going to these events is highly dependent on their own circumstance. So what's really important to me may not be very important to you. My favorite sports team might not be your favorite sports team. You know, there's a lot of other considerations. And so the the price is what someone's willing to pay for it. Most people get really fixated on the 
top 2% of all events, you know, the, the Taylor Swift that will be going on sale or, you know, the Champions League final where there's this like extreme imbalance between supply and demand, the overwhelming majority are not that case. And so actually, in many cases, you find tons of value on our website that wouldn't have necessarily been there at the primary market. Okay, to the ads. While they're on, hit that follow button on your podcast provider so you never miss an episode of How to Be a CEO. Back in a sec. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Were you ready for when the world shut down? During COVID. <laughs> well, the, the, the great story about that is, is that we got this opportunity in, in 2019. We actually, so in 2007, StubHub was acquired by eBay. So myself and our founder, Eric, had left StubHub in 2005 to come and start Viagogo. So we basically said, well, geez, this is kind of well on its way. This business model is probably going to get copied. Why don't we do it ourselves? And so we came over to the UK. I did some investigation about you know what the market looks like and saw relatively the same thing, which is the way that the you know that the market operates and and ultimately built the business, but stayed out of the United States. So we focused on growing Viagogo just in the UK, Western Europe, eventually Eastern Europe and Asia and South America, and we kind of just did everything we we could to bring our our sort of belief about the the, the value of this service outside for event goers all over the world. Um, but fast forward, so eBay took the business on its um, on StubHub, did a great job with it, grew it a ton, um, and then ultimately decided to sell it in 2019. So. They contacted us, and you know, because we have all the heritage and the roots with yeah. that with that business, felt like wow, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Twenty nineteen, um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, let's go and we'll we'll raise some money, yeah. we'll get some equity and some debt together, and and you know, and, and and Eric, you know, took the lead there, and and we ultimately won the auction, you know, which is which is fantastic. And so we're getting it's like the ultimate eBay auction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Trust me, eBay did pretty well. Um, and so we, uh, so we we. You know, very, very happy that you know the was being able to bring the two businesses back together. So now we have this global marketplace. But um, you know, you're kind of watching the world and seeing what's happening, and and, and sort of notice because we saw it really quickly. We saw events actually getting canceled probably at the start of 2020 in, in in Asia, and you're sort of hoping, fingers crossed, that it's contained. And you know, and we close the deal, and in March of 2020, everything shuts down. And so we didn't time it particularly well, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but but in fact, they were like, we timed that. Really yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Feeling they're probably all packing themselves in the back. Yeah. However, what I will say is that um, through that, uh, you know, you just you learn a lot about your resolve. And and so it went it went from you know, doing what it was doing to zero, you know, in a matter of a couple of days. And, and 
we were responsible now for this new business. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking. And, and in addition to that, we actually had to go through the competition review here in the United Kingdom. Um, so we had to do that while we were going through, um, COVID. So it was like a double kind of whammy as it were of, of difficulty that we had to maneuver through. So no, we were, we were not prepared for it. Um, but going back to the point of the whole services, which is really the trust, you know, and the guarantee that we provide, we had to dig into our pockets pretty deeply and ensure that all the people that bought tickets for events that were canceled were going to get refunded. Um, That's a lot of money, though. Lots of money. 300 million pounds that we had to, yeah. But we had to focus on what happens afterwards, you know. And so if the service doesn't have trust, if the fans don't trust that they can use it, it's that someone's going to come through, then you don't have, our business doesn't work. And so the reality was is that that was a priority, as complicated as it was to manage the cash and get through, it was a priority of ours. Um, we knew that that would ultimately separate us out from the rest, right? And lots of companies went under and really it was catastrophic. Um, but when you fast forward to the other side of it, we were the only ones that did it, you know, for, for the most part, especially in our market. So if you bought a ticket through a social media channel or maybe you bought off Gumtree or, or whatever it was, n- no recourse, like you're, you're out of luck. Um, so that was complicated and stressful, but, but it was really important for us. That was Chris Miller of Viagogo. For more interviews, news and analysis, check out the Evening Standard's business pages, either in the newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. How to Be a CEO is back on Monday morning. Start your week with us. I'll see you then.